Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, toxic picking it up. Let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But it gives him respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from with Fire and Mike got him out the dryer. He's hot. Find him in Fort Minor with top. But a fucking nihilist porcupine. He's a he's a the type. Women wanna be with him. Rappers hope he gets eight years in the making. Patiently waiting to blow. Now the record with your notice taking over the globe. He's got a partner in crime. This is equally dope. You won't believe the kind of that comes out of this kid's throat. He's not your everyday on the block. He knows how to work with wood. He's got making his way to the top. He don't think it's a common on his name. People keep asking him, was it? Giving that person just a stand for an act. But no, he's living proof. Let him rock in the booth. He'll get you wasn't quicker than a shot of rocket with juice. juice. Him and his crew are known around as one of the best. Dedicated to what they do and get 100%. Nobody really knows how or why he works so hard It seems like he's never got time Because he writes every note and he writes every line And I've seen him at work when that light goes on in his mind It's like a sign is written in his head That's them And Harmon makes his history at Hoylake I did. Uh, I had a nice week a couple weeks ago, and I bought a new tractor for my hunting place. So I'll get home, and I'll be on the tractor uh, mowing grass uh, in the next week. I'll be very excited about that. So that's going to be your reward. You're going to ride your tractor. Yeah, I might take a whole day and just, just put my phone away and go get on the tractor. I'm a little bit lost because I've never known an open champion celebrate by mowing grass on a tractor. I got a lot of layers, man. I'm like an onion. <laughs> it's a 105-horse Kubota tractor, and it's... It's going to be a pretty one. I, I haven't told my wife how much I spent on it. <laughs> I got to thank my, uh, my my wife, my family back home. I sure miss them. I can't wait to get back to them tomorrow. First, I'm going to have me a couple pints out of this here trophy, I believe. All right, welcome in. It's Monday, and that is Brian Harmon, who? He is your uh, Open Championship victor at, uh, yeah, the David Basil headphone effect there. Chris, a little more, huh? Oh, my. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's one. Oh, that's perfect. Chris Kane in for Westmore. Christian Weaver, Justin Aker, glad to be with you. Congratulations to Brian, who's actually had a nice career somewhat quietly. He's not exactly a household name. He is a. He was talking about drinking pints. The dude is a pint sized individual. He's 5'7, he a buck 55. And it's good to see that you don't have to be the biggest, strongest dude on the tour. You just have to be the best. And he won so comfortably. And you heard the call there on the final there it's just it was somewhat underwhelming because there was really no drama ever in the outcome of the tournament now it was it was one of the less exciting majors i can remember yeah you know where we've seen some where a guy will run away with it but it's still exciting because 
maybe they're scoring super high, like out of a range that we've ever seen before. But this weekend, it just kind of felt uh, it was a little dull. Yeah. For the lack of a better word. It's, it was a little dull. But, hey, congrats to him because you're right. I mean, he has had a, a, a really, I'd say, a decent career so yeah. far. He's made several top tens. Um, he's number 24 in the world. And he just cashed a th- he's going to cash a $3 million check and go buy himself a big tractor and, and mow some grass. I mean, I he's going to pay for the tractor. That? Or at least. pay for it, yeah, yeah, at least. Pay it off. Yeah, I don't think his wife's going to care how much he paid for the tractor considering he just won $3 million. He could buy a pretty big tractor. You, yeah, although you they're, can buy a fleet, I would think. They're a little expensive. Yeah, but you can buy a fleet of tractors for $3 million, right? I think so. Small yeah. fleet. Yeah. We've yeah. Got, we got some friends here locally he could go to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Lots of them. Um, I don't have solar-powered tractors yet, do they? No, not yet. We're working on that. Day's not over yet. Yes. All right, so congrats to Brian Harmon. That was the big news over the weekend. I don't know what else was the uh, anything close, but anyway, $3 million for him. Um, the Tom Kim story was cool. Tom Kim is 21, and he is the youngest guy in, I don't know, 60 years maybe to get a top two finish, I think, at a major. 21 years old. And he played through an injury. He got hurt. I, th- I want to say it was, uh, like they said he came to the course on crutches, I think, the last day, and he shot in the 60s in the final round. Wow. Um, by the way, Brian Harmon was plus 15000 to win the Open Championship. So if you put money on Brian Harmon, you got paid. I saw it was like 125 to 1 odds or something like that. Yeah, he... And quietly, Jason Day finished in a tie for second. Yes. And I'm really happy for him. His game is all the way back. We talked about him earlier in the season. We had Lisa Cornwell on, and she liked him to be... I can't remember if it was the Masters or what was coming up, but she liked him to be a factor. And he has been very solid so far. And he ends up second place with Kim and John Rahm and Sepp Straka. So all those guys tied, and they had all made over a million dollars. So, again, there was plenty of money to go around, for sure. Rory ends up settling for a tie for six. But Rory, other than missing the cut at the Masters, had a really good run through the other majors. And this was another good performance. Just couldn't quite make a push. And, again, I know some people are looking like, oh, poor Rory, or, gee, what's wrong with Rory? He made over a half million dollars this weekend. He's doing fine. How'd you do? He's doing fine. I mean, that's the thing. I I didn't do quite that much. And he was talking about how, you know, like, I'm not focused on the fact that I didn't win a major again. I'm focused on the fact that I'm trying to win the FedEx Cup for the fourth time, which, by the way, is over $10 million a pop. Yes. Um, That's the real crown money jewel of the sport. Yeah, and he's getting ready for the Ryder Cup. I mean, those are things that he's looking forward to. So he's got plenty of things that are good in his life going forward. Um, There were two Arkansans or two guys with Arkansas Connections that made the cut and made the weekend. Unfortunately for Zach Fisher, excuse me, who's going to be in studio with us on Wednesday, he finished next to last of the guys who made the cut but again he made 37 grand more than i did this weekend so again no crying in your beer plus what a great experience to play four rounds over there at hoy lake david lingmurth was the best of the arkansas contingent he made 38 grand he was plus nine so he didn't have a a real uh financially lucrative weekend either but uh he made the cut and i guess it was taylor moore and john daly who didn't make the cut so anyway they got john in the booth a little bit too on Thursday or Friday. I was saying Thursday because we talked about it on Friday and heard the clip. And uh, I think that's something that they definitely need to make a habit of. I think that I heard you talk about this on Friday with Pigskin. And I think it would be well suited for one of those, you know, alternate streams where you've got, you're seeing this all over with yeah. some of the big championships. If you just do the majors with John, so you only, you're asking him four times out of the year and you do an alternate broadcast, whether you stream it on YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where you have him watching it, and you get the commentary from him. Where you're on a, a platform that allows for no FCC oversight, colorful language. Yes, where you you can you can allow him to be himself and say whatever he wants. I would watch that. I know a lot of other people that would watch that too because you get something unique. And uh-huh. I hope that someone's able to put that together because I think you're right. He is definitely built for that type of opportunity. There are some other great personalities out there that would be good with him, and I think that would be something that people would tune in for, for sure. You know, if we're watching the Manning cast, I for sure would listen to colorful language, listen to guys talking about golf. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Plus, they could tell inside stories, and if they played the course, they would have a little bit more insight, you know. So I think guys who have played in more recent years, plus they're not afraid to tell the truth and be honest, would be great. So... Harmon, by the way, 36, the oldest first-time major champion since Sergio, who at 37 won the Masters back in 2017. There were some other numbers that were kind of significant. I'm trying to look through this story here. There was also a guy who was a member at Hoy Lake that finished in the top 10, which was pretty cool. Young guy. Um, That was uh, Matthew Jordan, who was plus 15,000. 
So kind of a cool deal for him. He made over three hundred grand this weekend. So, what'd you think about uh, the reception to Harmon and just how? And he talked about it afterwards. Yeah, I didn't notice it. I guess, but apparently they were giving him hell. He 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 said he heard every word. He talked about how it was it was certainly on his mind, and, and I love this mindset. He said, "If they really wanted me to lose, they should have talked nice to me." He, After I made the second bogey yesterday, a guy when I was passing him, he said, "Harmon, you don't have the stones for this." That helped. That was the, that was the motivation. Yeah, that helped a lot. I think he was a. Uh, Anyway, that that helps. I mean, it just helps snap me back in, like, you know, I, I'm good enough to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through my process, and the next shot's going to be good. So it was a case of trying to prove any day it was wrong? You know, I'm not going to give that guy any more. I shouldn't have given him credit right there. Uh, but, I mean... Yeah, I just just the just the resilience, just knowing I, I knew I was gonna make you know, I, I figured at some point that I was not I was gonna hit bad shots. I mean it just with the weather and the, the scenario, you're gonna hit bad shots. And I knew that the way I responded to that would determine whether I'd be sitting here or not. Trash talking a golfer in a championship to me is about as low rent as it gets. You wanna trash talk a guy in the Ryder Cup? Okay, I can deal with that. It's a team event. That's fine. It's country against country. It's fine. But trash talking a guy who's trying to win his first major, who is a 155 pound dude and <laughs> overcoming so much from a physical stature standpoint, size, size matters here. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how what motivates you to be that big of a scumbag. I just, you know, again, in other sports, people boo. I'm not a boo guy. I've told you this before. It ain't my thing. I think it's dumb. I think it's lame. You're paying money to go and watch people, and then you're basically trying to, you know be mean to them or drag them down in some way? I don't know. Maybe get in their head a I little guess. bit? I mean, that's even if you're, what he might have sound like, it's right? It's an individual sport that's different. Like with a team game, I don't even have as big an issue with it. I think booing in sports is dumb, but to, to literally trash talk a dude who's trying to win a championship and he's never won one before... I just I don't get it. And again, it wasn't really even close. I mean, there was nobody even in striking distance for the most part. Now you never know when a guy might melt down. We saw Rory, you know, shoot an eighty on the last day at the Masters one time. Yeah, it does happen. But I don't understand the mentality of paying money and then mistreating people that you paid money to go see. I don't get that. Why do you think it's so different in individuals? Like tennis, this doesn't happen. In fact, tennis. If you talk poorly at someone at Wimbledon, they will the player will stop play, yeah. point you out to the official, and and have you escorted out. She's drunk, bro. She's drunk. <laughs> She's been drunk. She's drunk out of her mind, bro. Get her out of here. How do you? Why do you think it's so different in individual sports as opposed to team sports, where it just seems more acceptable, even if you don't like it? It, it is more widely accepted in an environment like that. I mean, this is akin to a guy sitting courtside and trash talking a player that gets in his head and happens all the time. It becomes an incident. I, again, I just don't understand the mentality of mistreating somebody that you paid money to go see. I don't get it. I don't understand the thinking. I'm here to watch it take place. What I don't if need to be rooting a part for of someone else. Like in like in basketball. <laughs> That's fine. You're, you're the home team. Obviously, whoever you're going to trash talk is going to be on the other team. So if you're doing that, don't you think that's similar? If they're rooting for Rory, let's say, for example, yeah. who won there in 2014, hadn't won in nine years. They're trying to, you know, Rory was surging late. You yep. know, had had an opportunity. I say surging. He was he was in the mix sure. for second place late. Yeah, obviously. Um, I was rooting for Rory. I want to see Rory make a few more birdies. Scores weren't high on the final day, right? So like people <clears> were hoping maybe that. He, this guy would falter. I mean, would that not be the equivalent of it if you're rooting for somebody else? I don't mind you rooting for the other guy. I just think there's something about being negative to some. I don't know. I just, it's just, I know I'm, this is probably not the majority, but I just don't like it. I, I just find it funny. So like, you, I think you have to be an egomaniac a little bit to trash talk an opposing player to their face. Oh, I wouldn't do. Especially if you look at some of these. Now he's small. But if you go to a basketball game and trash talk, yeah. just know that they are larger than life and they're bigger than you think yeah. when you are courtside standing next to them. At football, even even more so. I have too much respect for professional athletes, I guess. Yeah. I have too much respect for coaches and athletes to trash talk them to their face. Well, because Or to trash talk them, period. Like, I'm not going to boo you. I respect what you do. I may not root for you, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to cheer really hard for my team, but I'm not booing you unless you do something that's completely out of bounds, right? You throw a punch at my guy, I might boo you. Uh, I may boo the officials because I think they're terrible at their job. <laughs> they're fair game. But I'm not yeah. booing the opposing. I have too much respect for players and coaches and the job they do. And certainly professional golfers. We all know how freaking hard golf oh, is yeah. anyway. Yeah. And certainly at that level. Championship golf and a guy who's never won one before and he's trying to not let the demons enter his head. Uh-uh. 
Never going to do that. Would never do that. You have to be a little bit of a psychopath and you have to be an egomaniac to insert yourself into the game to that level. You want to root for Rory, that's great. I was rooting for Rory too. But to try to trash talk a guy to try to get in his head in some form or fashion, insert yourself into the action where you don't belong, screw you. You don't belong there any more than you belong out running around midcourt during a basketball game. What about uh, the people who... You said courtside. And and in, in, in golf and in tennis, that's only you, you can get you're much them. closer, right? Yes. But what about the people who yell insults when they're in, you know, row Z, section 204? Well, you're dumb because they can't hear you. <laughs> that's like the guy that's Those trash talking. Those are my favorite. I hate you. It's like you're home. You're watching on TV. They cannot hear you, you stupid idiot. When I'm sitting at a, at a sporting event and we're way far beyond where anyone could hear on the field and I yeah. hear people talking or, or yelling trash talk, I'm like, you can go ahead. Let it out, big guy. Yeah. Let it out of there. You got some built-up tension, you really need to let go. You just got to remember, nobody came to see you watch the game. I've seen so many fans that have inserted themselves into the action. It's like, no one cares. You're you're taking away... And some people might laugh at it. You're encouraging these idiots. Um, I don't know. It just bothers me, but... What if you could have a, a real impact, though? You what, what if you're there and, and you could get in someone's See, you want to... I don't Some wanna, people do. I don't. I don't want to negatively impact a golfer who's trying to win a championship. I would feel terrible if he's like, "Hey, this guy trash talked me and it completely shattered my." <laughs> now look, if they're that mentally weak, they're probably not professional golfers anyway. That's true. Or at least not championship quality uh, professional. But golfers. if you look at this guy in particular, who had been in top tens multiple times, yeah, he's number twenty four in the world. He's having a good career by all relative measures. In fact, you could argue great career relative to every other golfer in the world, right? Sure. But he had been. This had eluded him. And if someone was truly had a, a, a deep interest in another player who was maybe lurking in second or third place, and they're thinking, if I get in this guy's head, and clearly he's had moments like this before where he's faltered. Yeah. And maybe they thought, hey, I could I could help the guy that I want to win. But that that'd be the only. Or hey, let's just chalk it up to what it probably is. Hey, he probably had a, some early pints that day yep. and just felt a little saucy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what what ninety nine percent of the time it, it amounts to. I just that you got to have a pretty big pair to try to directly interact with a player in a negative way. I just I just can't even uh, the thought process just does not just doesn't compute for me. Well, I don't get it. But also, he was yelling at someone who probably isn't very intimidating looks wise. Yeah. If you yelled at someone who was Like you're not going to yell at Dustin Johnson cuz he's 6'5", right? Yeah, no, probably not. And He's uh he's had enough of a history with some things that may may make you think he he's one of those you don't want to bleep around and find find out kind of guys. Yep. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe had a long weekend with Paulina and. Yeah, I saw a guy. Uh, I saw a guy. Uh, it was MGK went after some dude that said that uh, yes. Megan Fox was hot this yeah, weekend. Right. So you know, even you a never compliment, know. a compliment never know might send a guy off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if uh, MGK would be someone that I'd be that scared of. Even though he 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 looks a little. He's kind of tall. He's oh, a little I mean, tall. He's yeah. thin though. Oh, I'd fight him. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'd fight him in a heartbeat. I don't think I don't think he's that intimidating. I would no, fight. Not. I would fight him, and I would fight. Uh, I would definitely fight Brian Harmon. <laughs> I don't want to fight Dustin Johnson. He's, I think he's one of the better athletes, maybe maybe arguably one of the top two or three athletes on tour. I, I don't, Brooks I Koepka would probably be last on my list of guys I want to fight from the PGA Tour. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think he could knock me out in one punch. No doubt. Yeah. I but, mean, with all due respect. Yeah, no, no, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, on that I really agree. Quick. I agree. No, no. In fact, not even offended. Not uh, even offended. He's got, he's got, uh, he's pretty strong. Um, Got to give congratulations as much as I hate to to the uh, Wichita State team, the Aftershocks, who knocked off Team Arkansas in the TBT yesterday. And, Chris, I don't know if you were watching before I give you the heads up, but going on the fourth quarter, but it was actually a really good game. Chris, did you watching that this weekend? I did not. It was really good. It was a really good game. I, I thought Team Arkansas, Monty Patel deserves a lot of credit and his assistant coaches, and I don't know who all was on the staff other than Brock Witters, who's a buddy of mine, but they did a hell of a job. I thought defensively they were really, really good. That's what got them to that point and they had a chance to win, largely yeah. because their defense was great throughout. You know, the Aftershocks hit a couple of three-pointers late that uh, made the difference. They've got that old Elam ending where they set a score to go to, and they hit a three at the beginning of that as soon as they set the score, and they hit a three at the end to close it out. It was Tyrus McGee who's a former Cyclone, so that made me feel okay. Well, and, and, and Arkansas hit a three, too, to make it 59-60 at that point. So yeah. you thought, you know, instead of 60-56, where you're like, okay, you know, what are we going to get here? And then you got to stop them. There was still a shot after that three where you thought, okay, get one stop here and get a couple of buckets and close this thing out. And as great as they played defensively up until that point, you thought, hey, they could pull this off. But yep. when he pulled up in that left corner, you just knew home court, it, no question. Yeah, they are pushing now. I mean, Monty and I have talked about it. He said something about it the other day on the air, and then I saw him on social media talking about it afterwards, um, trying to get this 
to a regional in Fayetteville, which, again, I don't know how many people would go, but I do think if you get enough Arkansans on the team. And it was fun seeing Adriel Bailey and I had some... I had some some PTSD there a little bit. When he was pulling up for three, I mean, there's one where he pulls up from three in the corner and just airballed the hell out of it. I was like, oh, God, that's all too familiar. Oh, it hurts. But there were some former Razorbacks on the team and some other guys that uh, you're yeah. familiar with. And then Trey Wade, former Razorback, uh, played for the, the after- plays for the Aftershocks. Yeah, so congratulations to him, and I hope he, he and his team win the whole darn thing now. But uh, anyway, it was a it's a cool event. It's something to... Kind of pay attention to. I mean, it was actually a pretty good weekend. We had the soccer. Congrats to the Little Rock Rangers. They won two zip. They advance. I think they're going to Virginia next to play. Is that the title game or is that the semis? Get that schedule. Um, anyway, so congrats to them. The U.S. women's soccer team knocked off Vietnam. No big surprise there. Three zip. They get the Netherlands on Wednesday. And then we had Messi. uh, Messi. Messi's debut. How about that? So Messi makes this debut. Tickets were going for tens of thousands of dollars. And it comes down to a free kick. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better ending. Here it is. Messi! Could it have been any other way? Magnificent! That's how it sounded. Anyway, they won, if you couldn't tell from the call. And there's another guy that I would fight in sports. Messi is on my list. I would, but as long as he couldn't tiny. kick. He's tiny. I was about to say, as long yeah. As he can't kick you. I feel like one shin, one shin shot and he would be, I yeah. did see a guy get knocked out in a uh, UFC fight this weekend. They literally, He literally like had his hand reached out. And I don't know if he was trying to like tap gloves or not. But uh, the other guy was really not quite ready. You should protect yourself at all times, right? Literally, they started the fight. The guy kicked him in the head and the dude was out. And that was the end of the fight. This has got to be the shortest knockout in UFC history. It's literally like two seconds. Oh, my gosh. Well, I remember the Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor ended in like nine seconds or something. It was really short. This, <laughs> that, was, that, this was literally, shorter, he yeah. walked to the center of the ring, kicked the guy in the head, the guy dropped, and that was it. It wasn't the main fight, was it? I don't think okay, so. Okay, all right, yeah. I <laughs> spent a whole lot of money. Because <laughs> It was on Barstool. I saw it on Barstool Sports oh, okay. this morning, and they were basically saying, was that bad ethics on the fighter's part to put his put his uh, hand out as if to say, okay, let's touch gloves before we get going here. you got to protect yourself at all times regardless, though, right? The moment the bell rings, yeah. it's on. And I don't know if that's standard procedure. I guess I haven't watched enough UFC fights. I would think maybe they do touch gloves. They do touch gloves quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. but they're coming from opposite sides of the octagon, right? So they're not like at center ring like you would, you know, where you touch touch up and you start, right? Because they touch them up before. They go, okay, they give the instructions, touch them up. Then they set them to their corner. Then you start the fight. And I, there are instructions, I assume, that are given before the UFC fight, too. And I don't know if they touch them up then. But the guy was basically walking out with his right arm extended and his left arm kind of cocked. And then he, the guy kind of reached a hand out as if to sort of address that hand. I don't know if he was just trying to make contact, first contact, or what. And he got kicked in the left side of the, or the right side of the head, which would have been the guy's left leg kicking him. I, it was a really weird deal. I don't even know why the hell we're talking about this. Anyway, it was pretty wild. I've seen something similar, but it was right at the beginning of the fight. Uh, it was when Jorge Masvidal was just getting started in UFC. It was like his second or third fight. Uh-huh. And so they touch gloves, they go to the corners, and then he ran full speed once the bell rang and bicycle kicked a dude and dropped him. And that was, at one point, the fastest UFC knockout in history. But I imagine this one uh, has changed that. If it, if it started right when they got to the middle of the ring. So, um yeah, I don't watch enough UFC to to know the fighters very well, but I enjoy it on a Saturday night, especially if you're out at the sports bar. It makes it a lot of fun. But Messi's thing was huge. And did you see the average ticket price now because of him? Average now, no. So it was before it was announced that he was there. It was twenty five dollars your average uh, Inter Miami ticket. Now it's four hundred and forty. Yeah, which sucks for you know people that are fans of Inter Miami. Yeah. Before Messi. Now it's a now it's a celebrity. Yeah, but fueled if, event. Yeah, That's if, why you're going to start seeing all the celebrities go to these. But matches. if you had season tickets, right? Like you can now resell your tickets. Oh, absolutely! So, if you yeah. got so in, if you're a yeah. huge fan. You're really getting paid. If you it's got like people in, who yeah. sold their Taylor Swift tickets and are going to pay their kids tuition with it. <laughs> that was my first thing I thought of when I saw the Inter Miami game. I was like, this has to be the most hyped MLS game ever. Ever. Oh, well, other than David Beckham when he came over from the Galaxy. You yeah, know, but even over he, ten he's years not, ago, he's not messy. No, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He was he was very good looking. 
Yes. That's that's he that's still is. yeah, we still is. Sure. Messi's a, truly one of the greatest players ever, if not arguably the. So. Yeah. By the way, uh Little Rock Rangers July 28th, 5 p.m. in Newport News, Virginia, playing in the USL Southern Conference Final. So. That is the conference final? Conference final. That is not the end of it though, right? You win your conference and then you advance from there? That's how I think it works in most sports. Okay. I believe so. All right. We don't know much. If anybody from the Rangers is listening, please call. I did talk Soccer to somebody over there. Soccer expertise, very minimal. I asked them if they wanted to call in. They were trying to get a show over there, and it was just too much of a hectic week with everybody at SEC Media Days and all that. But anyway, I'm glad they won. That was great. 2-0. Two, two and this is a team that had beaten them earlier in the year, and then they drew against them earlier in the year, too. So it was good for them to get a win. Uh, question of the day today. It's National Tequila Day. What is your favorite type of tequila? Uh, Reposado, Añejo, Silver... Or I'm a mezcal guy. I don't like mezcal. I don't know why. There's just something about it. A little that doesn't, smoky. Yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. I don't like it. Yeah. This does not really suit me. But I do like. I'll drink a, a reposado or a añejo anytime. I never get silver. Maybe in like a margarita or something. I would. That's when most of them are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christian, you're not a yeah, tequila guy. I have no guy. opinion on the matter. Um, I, I remember. Do, I remember is there the all first, the above or uh, take it easy over there, Alki. I, I remember the first time I ever had Reposado, or in Ye- I guess it was in Yeho first time. My uncle was uh, in town from California. We were at a bar in Iowa, and he's like, here, let's have... And I said, I don't... No, 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 no. I don't drink tequila. Because the only thing I ever had was Cuervo. And it was gross, and I hated tequila. And most likely warm. Most likely threw up. Yep. Anyway, I was like, no interest. And then he's like, no, 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 you'll like this. And I tried it. I was like, whoa, wait a second. Game changer. So I love a good tequila now. No, it's I, I think it's fantastic. Casamigos is probably my go-to. S- uh, sipping a uh, Casamigos in Yale, there's a little bit of a vanilla hint to it. It's so lovely. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wasn't it fantastic? Mezcal known as, like, the poor man's tequila? I don't know about that. It's a good question. But I think now it's actually become more popular. Yeah, it has become very popular. People who uh, who like it love it, and I just I, don't, I never really got a taste for it. So there are other drinks like that, but unfortunately for me, most alcohols I'm usually pretty much on board with. You don't say no to much. No, I really don't. And by the way, uh, congrats to our friends who put on the Great Arkansas Beer Festival and the Rocktown Margarita Festival. Rock City? Rock City Margarita Festival. I've already forgotten because it's, you know, over. Anyway, I uh, do appreciate our friends at Oaklawn for sponsoring as well as Tito's Handmade Vodka. The Tito's spot was great. So one thing I learned from Mac the other day, many things. He's so smart. Uh, Mosquito Joe also appreciate them. But uh, they did flavored tequila. So basically they had these syrups, like six syrups up. Pick your flavor so you could go like mango, strawberry, raspberry, whatever. Then you just add a little squirt of syrup on a tequila on the rocks, and then they would add in a little bit of soda water to add a kind of, So basically they're making homemade seltzers. It was genius. It was like a little uh, seltzer bar. It was phenomenal. Oh, I, I, that's my drink of choice right now is tequila, like a lot of lime. Tequila Not, or tequila. vodka? Tequila. Oh, we're talking vodka. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, you're t- yeah, you're talking like real Tito's. seltzers. Tito's. You're, you're talking Tito, like, they're like if a high seltzers. noon was made homemade. Sure, basically. Yeah. yeah. Except with Tito's because it's better that way. Oh, yeah. Big it Tito's is. fan. It is. But you're on tequila, apparently. I like both. Yeah. No, I, I really do. I drink more vodka probably than anything if I'm drinking liquor. I just don't feel as bad the next day with those. Yeah, no, it's good. That's how I react. Also, um, I actually found a lot of beers that I'd never had before, nor seen or heard of. That's hard for you. I know, shocked. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a couple here. I got pictures of them. I I like to take pictures as I go through the night, so I remember them the next day. There's just so many. Uh, And then there's breweries that, like, I've had their beer before, but there was a Bach, Sherman Bach, uh, from a Texas brewery that was really good. Um, and I'm assuming all these... I think that's what Reed told us the other day, that all these are available. Um, American Solera. Tulsa Pipe. American Solera is the brewery. It's in Tulsa. Okay. Good. But the best beer I had all weekend was a brewery from Michigan. And I've had their stuff before. They do Two Hearted Ale. It's Bell's out of Michigan. They have a beer called Change of Heart. Dude, it was Xanadu in a can. Change of Heart. Change of heart. Okay. Yeah. I have a change of heart on the way I felt about all of the beers before I had this are we, one. Are we going to any trips uh, near? No, not, not, not near Michigan. The UK. No. no. But you can get Bells here. That's Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So Very it's, nice. it's, it's a good one. It's a national brand for sure. Anyway, it's good stuff. Uh, we've got a few guests coming up. At the bottom of the next hour, we're going to talk to Gabe Holmstrom. They are putting on a 90s party, the downtown partnership is, at the Main Street Mall. Don't know where the Main Street Mall is? Well, Gabe will fill you in. But it was back in the day, that's where people went. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the downtown partnership is. And they did an 80s party there a couple years ago, and now they're doing a 90s party. Fantastic. Lisa Fisher's going to be at 1145. We were hanging out with her the other day talking about uh, 
Healthy eating. Healthy eating. Yes. That's the best way to Sorry say it. prosperity. Yeah. Yep. Our was... friend Logan over at Mia McGee. Yeah, I need to know more about that, too. We need to talk about that, because I, I didn't know about the place that they have in North Little Rock that distributes the food from the farm in... Well, from farms from around the state. But where's the one place that they do the meat from, that they get the meat from? Uh, Rabbit Ridge. Yes, Rabbit yeah, Ridge. That's what that. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Theron Cash, speaking of local, uh, is from Stone's Throw Brewery. They've got their uh, birthday party coming up this weekend, so we will talk to them. Also want to remind everybody two things. First of all, these are both hall-related. Wednesday is the Rock and Roll Sushi three-year anniversary soiree, or birthday party, they're calling it. But anyway, it's their third year in business, and they're going to celebrate with the Velcro Pygmies. You can get your tickets at the hall, um, or you can go to uh, their website and get them there. I went Friday and got fee-free Friday tickets because it saves you a significant amount of money with fees. You can do the same for Countdown to Kickoff, which is coming up right around the corner. We've already announced we've got three current Razorbacks and a handful of former Razorbacks, including Tyler Wilson, DJ Williams, Travis Swanson, all coming in. We're doing a tribute to the great Ryan Mallett. In addition to talking about the upcoming season, it is going to be a blast. Corky's Barbecue is uh, catering. And we got to thank Gary Hill with MSO, MSS Oil as our uh, title sponsor. Appreciate him. Gangster Museum of America. Tito's, again, will be a part of that event. Oakland Sports. So if you haven't downloaded the Oakland Sports app, what are you waiting for? It's almost it's almost football season. Got to thank our friends at Party Time as well. You, so. can, you can do preseason bets if you. Oh, yeah. If, if, if that tickles your fancy. Over yes. under on how many wins for Arkansas, who's going to win the SEC. Oh, I was saying win. NFL preseason. No, preseason in, in, in college, very common. But I saw. I saw Neighbors post something the other day, uh, John Neighbors, uh, NFL preseason, immediately was like, okay, so that's a new level. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You got to. <laughs> Let's go. Get those third stringers out there and bet. Absolutely. Yes. Ten we'll take a quick break. And by the way, all the info on Countdown to Kickoff, 1037thebuzz.com. Join the guys from Morning Mayhem Friday, broadcasting live from Fletcher, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Sherwood on your fun and game station, 1037 The Buzz. The year major championship golf began with two well-known players getting the job done in John Rahm of the Masters and Brooks Kepka of the PGA Championship. It ended with two unknown players taking home some serious silverware. Wyndham Clark won the U.S. Open, and yesterday Brian Harmon won the Open Championship. The former Georgia Bulldog carded a 13 under par, including a 67 in round one, a 65 in round two, which gave him the lead. He never gave it up. He ended up winning by six strokes over Jason Day, Tom Kim, Sepp Straka, and John Rahm. The Claret Jug represents Harmon's fifth professional win, his first since 2018. The next big event on the golf calendar, the Ryder Cup, which will be played in late September in Italy. Harmon is now top 20 in U.S. Ryder Cup points. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. Little Rock, it's Rock City Burger Week, and to celebrate, Brewski's is rolling on a brand new burger. Introducing the Super Smash Burger. It's a third-pound all-American beef double patty smash burger with caramelized onions, double cheese, dill pickle, and a secret sauce on a butter-toasted brioche bun. That's right, Brewski's is jumping into the world of smash burgers. And yep, you heard it right, there's a secret sauce. So come on down and give the new Super Smash Burger a try because it's here for this week and this week only. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. Hey, here's my card. What are we looking for today? Here's my Come card. Inside. Want to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy on Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a bite out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. 
Buick. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Join Drive Time Sports each weekday for the Trey Biddy Report, brought to you by Asher Wrecker and Recovery. Find out the latest on the Razorback recruits and all the D1 prospects in the state each weekday. It's the Trey Biddy Report on Drive Time Sports, presented by Asher Wrecker and Recovery. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. And a lot of people are taking a little summer vacation, a little road trip these days. you got to make sure your car is ready for that road trip. You don't want to have a blowout on your vacation. That's not a great way to start things off. It's dangerous for you, other passengers, and other people on the road. So make sure you have good tires. Go buy Big O Tires in Cabot and Conway. They have a great selection of tires. All the name brand tires. Plus, of course, they have the Big O Tire. And right now, at Big O Tires, $100 off select set of tires. And don't forget, Big O Tires does much more than just tires. So before you head out on that vacation this summer, swing on by Big O Tires and make sure your car is ready to go. Brakes, yep, they do that. Alignments, heck yeah, they'll take care of that too. Mechanics there, ready to take a look at your car. It's Big O Tires in Cabot on Prospect Court in front of Kroger. And Conway, it's on Hark Rider. Big O Tires, the team we trust. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. Can't get enough of us on the radio? Follow us on Twitter at JustinAquery7, at Wes underscore more, and at CWeaver1037. Don't need center. Reynolds is back at the wall and it's gone! Home run! Number 36, Shohei Otani with a laser and a game-tying shot to make it 1-1. Well, 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 look here. The Angels are just relevant enough where it looks like they're not going to dump Shohei Otani, so I guess they're going to hold on to him for the remainder of the season. Wouldn't you? Uh, yes, I would, and then uh, he'll probably be moving on to greener pastures next year. I can't believe they've kept him this long, frankly. I'd, I'd dump him if you think he's going to leave. It makes sense to keep him. Well, I don't know what the... I got to think they can get some trade value for him next year. Otherwise, they would trade him now. Well, isn't he a free agent? He's a free agent. There's got to be something, though. Otherwise... That's, that's why it's because he's going to be a free agent. And I think the greener pastures you're talking about might just be a hop, skip, and a jump across mm-hmm. town. But I don't know why you wouldn't make the deal then if you're not going to win. But I guess they are relevant to some degree. They're not <laughs> relevant. They're not, they're not a championship <laughs> No, squad. right. I, I, think they, uh, I think they have a serious, soul-searching... Do we want to be the people, even if it is the right move, which I agree it is, do you want to trade the generational talent and have that on your resume forever for, you know, Cracker Jack box and some peanuts? Well, there's been enough time. to. It's just like with uh, Lillard, right? Like, you've had enough time to bring talent in around him to give him a chance well, to win a title. You do have Mike Trout with I him. I think Mike Trout is basically Lillard. Like, he's been there forever, yeah. and they never won anything. Well, and you also have... And yeah. then they brought in Otani. Yeah, but you right. have a generational talent winning. still enough, yeah. <laughs> Which baseball is a little hard. I, I just, yeah, it is. Agreed. I just don't understand how they can't get pitching out there. I, I, I don't understand that's the how they've that's... They've never had pitching. They've never had... Other than Otani, obviously, who is yeah. incredible. But they've never had a support staff of pitching to be like, able to help those two. Garrett Richards was their ace yeah. once. Is like, does anybody know who that is? I'm, uh, actually, RJ yeah. does. Yeah. Sure. I know Garrett. Yes, yeah. that's right. He's the guy that had the torn uh, labrum... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was him? That was him. I did not know that. That was a very that, that deep, was, deep that, cut there. That was the deep cut, yeah. Um, American League East, by the way, the Orioles are leading the way at 61-38. and 38. Every single team in that division has a winning record. The that, Yankees are in the basement at 53-47. and 47. The AL East is wild because nobody and the Red expected Sox the Orioles. are 53-47 too, actually. Nobody yeah. expected the Orioles to be that good. Yeah. But how about Boston and New York are bringing up the rear, and they're both, you know, a handful of games over 500. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. And then you go look in the AL Central, and it's terrible. Terrible. You have one team with a winning record there, the Twins. Twins, yep. And the West, it's Rangers and then the Astros. And the Angels are 51-49, and 49, so they're above 500. The Mariners are 50-49. and 49. So, think, yeah, it's really the only one that stinks as a, as a division is the Central. I think with the way how good the AL East is, though, the Angels, they're not out of the wild card race, but they're way back in it. We should do a question today. Who do you think ends up with the least number of wins this year, Oakland or Kansas City? They're both sitting at 28 right now. Klein would tell you Kansas City only because <laughs> of his heart, but Oakland's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is Rizzo and the Yankees did 
win. They're on a three-game winning streak, so they're trying to move up, obviously, in the East. And this is his uh, homer yesterday, and he gave a little uh, credit to an interesting source in hitting the homer. High fly ball, deep right field, water's back, on the track, at the wall, see ya! Oh, did he need that! A home run for Rizzo! I guess he needed it. It's a long home run call. Anyway, after the uh, <laughs> game, he talked about changing his walk-up music, which I would have never thought that would make that big of a difference, but maybe it does. Anthony, speaking of changing things up, did we notice a new walk-up song today? Was that part of the shake-up, too? Uh, yeah, at the Taylor Swift. It's it's her summer, really. She's she's, she's helping the economy in every city she goes. So Um yeah, that was good, and then uh, I'm, I don't know if you guys caught it, but the welcome back as I was around the bases, that was uh, that was fun, too. I didn't see that, but um, I don't know what song he walked up to, but apparently he switched to a Taylor Swift song, so yeah. see if you can find that out. Taylor-nomics, yeah, Swift-nomics. He, she's helping the economy, is she she, is. and she, I mean, hotels and cities that she goes to are filling up left and right. It's incredible. I, I'm telling you, she is retiring people, Chris. I mean, just about. I mean, people who are reselling her tickets are... Making a significant, like we're talking five figures, and if you bought multiple tickets, God only knows how high that could go. Yes, sir? It was ready for it, which uh, I'm not familiar with, I don't think, and I'm not sure it's in the system. I, no, really? But I could maybe. I think, I think you, if once it starts, I may know it. You'll go, oh, yeah, I've heard that. That one. Yeah, 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 that one. It's got a big catalog. We don't have it. I'll put it in here soon. Yeah, but that's interesting. Switching up the song, and all of a sudden he breaks out of a slump, just like that. Well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most popular way or the common way, but it's a lot more fun, I imagine, than some other ways. You know, Taylor Swift is uh, not in there. I don't think. She's been all over the place. And, and Austin Reeves, did you see that he had to address? Yeah, we the, actually the talked about that. Okay, you did on Friday. Yeah, so dumb. It is. It's it's ridiculous. It's hilarious. But I think he's been dating the same girl since high school. Yeah, that was on the uh, All the Smoke podcast, which we played the Steph Curry uh, clip from. They asked he basically him about that. said it was all BS. Yeah, yeah of course yeah. it was. Yeah. Um. I did see the guy from uh, the 1975, her old boyfriend, or the guy, Matt Healy, that she dated for like 15 Mm -hmm. minutes after her longtime boyfriend. Uh, They got like thrown out of an Asian country, I think. He kissed one of his bandmates on stage and derided their, um, like Malaysia maybe or something, but he derided their their, uh, policies on uh, homosexuality, among other things. I'm I'm sure he did. It's a good way to get ejected from a country. Interesting way to do it. Don't do it in Russia. You know, you don't want to run afoul of those guys. No. You get stuck in a prison and you yeah. never get out. The mines. Yeah, they send you. Uh, this week in the box office, Barbie destroyed the competition, but Oppenheimer also had a great weekend, so Christian was right, and it wasn't close. Uh, Barbie has more than paid for itself already, I believe. Oppenheimer has, if you look at the worldwide take, but in the United States, I think they made about $80 million, and it cost about $100 million to make. Barbie cost about one fifty. doesn't count marketing, and there's, only, there's no telling, because your, your point was well made. Really, both movies, though. Yeah. Barbie even more so, though. The amount of marketing money has got to be through the roof. Yeah, they like designed like an actual house in L.A. and all kinds of stuff for Barbie for just promotional purposes. Yeah. So It's got to be... I don't even know. I wouldn't even venture a guess on how much they spent on promoting it. But both were successful, and both were very well received. Yeah. Philip Martin said Barbie's very good. For what it is, it's a very good movie. I think they both helped each other, you know, as much as they helped the box office. They kind of, because they were so diametrically different, Yeah. I think that that helped each, they they lifted each other up. They supported one another. The good thing was, usually you get these two movies, and it's like Barbie versus Oppenheimer, but everybody's like, we're just going to see both. They're completely different movies. And I'm going to see both. I'm going to take my sons on Tuesday to to Oppenheimer, and I'm going to go see Barbie later in the week. Did you box out three hours? Because that's how how long it is. Well, here's the only problem. Yeah. We're going to see an IMAX, 100%. They have to, I think. And the IMAX, the late showing is at 8 o'clock. Oh, daddy. Oh, boy. So that means I'll get home at midnight. Because by the time you get previews and everything in... Gonna be, it's gonna be I complained about the TV the other yeah. night. 30 minutes minimum. Yeah. Which I don't mind normally, but for an 8 o'clock start, ooh, better get a nap. I did hear a lot of the movie is not really con- conducive to IMAX. Really? Because it's just people talking in small rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, of course, when the explosions happen, that's really cool. Which, the amazing thing about the explosions is it's not CGI. 
Right, it's That's practical. unbelievable. I have no idea how they did it, but I was reading a story about it. They did it about... He said they toyed with about 90 different things trying to make it look realistic. No one do, is not a fan of CGI, which there's CGI in everything now, sure. but it's lower amounts. I, I will say this, too. Typically, I've noticed in his movies that he could probably edit down the movie a bit more. There's a lot of... Yeah. Uh, and I like to let a movie breathe or let a story breathe or whatever, a production. But there's a few probably edits that probably could have been made. But I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, so I'll let you know if I think that's the case. Um, and then we'll see if Philip Martin's take on the sex scene was accurate. Apparently it was laughable. Oh, really? I'll let you know. <laughs> Secondly, um, Barbie doesn't even have kissing in it. And it, apparently Margot Robbie, her friends were giving her a hard time that she never kissed Ryan Gosling in the movie. Um, and I guess that was just part of the storyline. So Interesting. One of, the, one of the clips I saw was he was like, maybe I should sleep over. And she's like, for what? Like It's a very innocent sort of... Toy, right? Yes, very different from her uh, Wolf on Wall Street breakthrough. <laughs> her, yes, as an actress, yes, as a character, that's that's par for the course for Barbie, right? You know, she talked about it. Uh, speaking of uh, Full Frontal, she told her dad in Wolf of Wall Street. She said, "Oh, that's not me. They just CGI'd my head onto that body." That's what she so told. Her that's dad? what she told her dad originally. Did to, he believe that? Uh, I don't know. Actually, great mm. question. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of CGI, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I barely remember that scene, Chris. Me too. I don't even know what you're talking about. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. Don't miss the Arkansas Democrat Gazette Bridal Show Sunday, August 6th at the Statehouse Convention Center in Woodrock. Very important bride tickets are now available. VIB tickets include new bride t-shirt, tote bag, swag, custom labels, reserved seating, and early entrance into the show. A limited amount of these special tickets are on sale now at ArkansasBridalCommunity.com. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Stone's Throw Brewing's Block on the Rock 10th Annual Birthday Bash benefiting Preserve Arkansas is this Saturday, July 29th. Stone's Throw Brewing is shutting down Rock Street and having a big old party. Food trucks, beer from Stone's Throw and other Arkansas breweries and live music featuring Big Damn Horns. $10 gate admission or $75 for VIP. Visit Stone's Throw Brewing on Facebook or stonethrowbeer.com for more details and to purchase tickets. I don't want to go to bed at night dreading waking up in the morning knowing that I'm going to feel like a rusty lawn chair getting out of bed and getting opened up and not being able to really move for a couple hours really throughout the day. For former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter and those dealing with daily aches and pains, QC Kinetics regenerative pain treatments are a game changer, providing long-lasting relief. Go into a specific joint, a specific region, and then help promote that healing process using your own body's mechanisms to heal. I mean, that's been something that's pretty powerful and there's no surgery, there's no downtime. QC Kinetics natural treatments help the body heal and restore itself. No more rusty lawn chair. It's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. Pain relief the natural way. QC Kinetics. Call today for your complimentary consultation. Find out if you're a good candidate for treatment. Call QC Kinetics. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Big things happening at Guatney Chevrolet. They have all kinds of deals to entice you to come out and buy one of their new vehicles. Guatney Chevrolet has a lot of 2024s headed towards Jacksonville right now, so they have to get rid of the 2023s. That's why they're enticing you with so many great deals. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. Take a look at all the deals, all the incentives. For example, right now, Silverado 1.9% financing. If you're in the market for a truck, the Silverado is a great option for you with a great financing choice. 
Also, they're going to pay top dollar for that vehicle you're driving right now. Guatney wants to make a deal with you. They are still paying top dollar for quality cars, trucks, and SUVs. So head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and let them do a little wheeling and dealing. Drive away with the brand new 2023 as they get ready to bring in the 2024s at Guatney Chevrolet. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, milk and cookies, lock and key, and of course... The Zone and the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Now, let's get into the show with Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. I think there's, not not only do I not think there's guys, many guys that have the next level basketball IQ, there's not many guys that have a basketball IQ in, in the NBA. Like, you, you talk to Less than sixty percent of the NBA, and he's been like, and he's been like nice, right? Like, yeah, like, he's been really like, nice, generous, like, like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm really generous. <laughs> don't have an, don't have an IQ. What's the ATL, my for ATL? <laughs> like some coaches don't know what ATOs are. Like you know, what I'm saying? like no cap. Tramon Green calling out his NBA brethren on their knowledge of the game. Draymond Green is very knowledgeable, though. He has a very high basketball IQ. I'll give you that. Um, I just think it's hard to be an elite player or a guy that plays a lot of minutes and not have a pretty good understanding of how the X's and O's of basketball work. I just don't buy that at that level. Everybody's a great athlete, so I don't know if I buy that. Anyway, he would know. He plays a lot more NBA basketball than I do. Let me ask you this. Does as well. Let me ask you this. <laughs> do the numbers work out, though? If he's Think about this. How many guys play significant minutes? Yeah. When you say it's... You know, less than 40% play significant minutes. Yeah, the guys that maybe are good athletes but can't get on the floor. Maybe yeah. that is something to it. I don't know. Uh, Chris, speaking of basketball, you had a chance to check out uh, a basketball uh, <laughs> event this weekend. And we're not talking about the TBT, which we all watched this weekend as well. But. Thank you for the heads up on that, by the way. Great finish, even though Arkansas, Team Arkansas lost. Yes. Um, but So I'm on the ESPN app, and it goes to the next thing. And it was some, I don't even remember what it was, so I changed it over. And, man, the nostalgia wave just hit me when I saw Slam Ball. So I turned on Slam Ball, and it has gotten to the point, ladies and gentlemen, where, and I'm not kidding, this phrase was uttered in a Slam Ball competition. Oh, well, you know, his daddy was one of the originators, and he was out here doing it before he was. So now we have lineages of Slam Ball participants and athletes out there that we can enjoy in the middle of the summer. I don't remember the first iteration of it, honestly. Early 2000s. Yeah, I never watched it before. I didn't really watch it the other day, but I did see some highlights, and I saw some promotion for it. It looks amazing. It is it's amazing how they don't have more injuries. You know, they wear right. these kind of fitted uh, soft helmets, and I think they have to wear them because one of the guys fell off, and he kind of played for a couple seconds, and he ran and grabbed it. Um, they are flying all over the place as advertised, but the way they awkwardly come down because they'll collide midair, and the trampolines are, you know, there's several spaced, individual yeah. ones. They're spaced. So there's these little platforms in between. And I don't know if you saw the DJ Khaled video where he tried to jump off a diving board, his knees buckled up. So DJ Khaled? I think that was Rick Ross. Rick Ross, Ross. excuse me, sorry. Apologies to DJ Khaled, even though it could happen to him too. Oh my God, yes. More likely. Yeah, exactly. But I felt that, watching this, I went, I don't know how they don't get injured, because I would be like that. And even good athletes, when you're coming down awkwardly, how you don't land and your knees buckle in the wrong direction. It must be a pretty soft pad around the landing spot. has to be. It has to be, but so, it, it it was uh, it's fun to it watch. It was enjoyable. Though. It really was. It was look middle of the summer, not a lot going on. Are there any jumpers, or is everybody trying to dunk everything? Um, there was a couple. I saw a few jumpers. What are the rules attempted. on uh, goaltending? Uh, I don't know what the rules on these guys are in each other's face. When a guy's going up and trying to time it, the guy will come from the side and he will not tackle him, but body him away. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the dunking part of it. I just didn't know if there was more to the game than that because I haven't seen it's, enough. It's hard because the rim has that soft protector around it for uh, dunking, so it's more difficult to hit a jump shot. Jump shots, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. people take jump shots? Though? I saw a few, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you jump off the trampoline, I guess? Can you shoot from three? And there is a, like there's no, no, the three is hard. The three is there's um, a solid there's, floor, solid floor yeah. in between. It's really just in kind of the paint area. Three is hard. I've bricked a lot of them over the years. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You may